Psychic Phenomena by Maxwell Bodenheim, read for LibriVox.org by Jason in Canada. Carl Dell and Anita Starr were speaking of a dead woman who had influenced their eyes. She had also refined their heads to a chill protest. Their faces, involved and disconsolate, had not solved her absence, and their voices were freighted with a primitive martyrdom. Carl was fencing with the end of his youth. His body held that impenetrable cringing which pretends to ignore the coming of middle age and is only betrayed by rare gestures. He was tall, with a slenderness that barely escaped being feminine. The upper part of his face was scholarly, and the lower part roguish, and the two gave him the effect of a sprite who has become erudite, but still retains the memory of his former identity. His protruding eyes were embarrassed, as though someone behind them had unexpectedly pushed them from a refuge. With immense finesse they apologized for intruding upon the world. It is almost tautology to say that they were grey. His small brown moustache had a candidly misplaced air as it touched the thin bacchanal of his lips. It was a mourner at the feast. Anita Starr's form would have seemed stout but for the sweeping discipline of its lines, but this careful suppression ended in a riot when it came to her face. Her face was a small, lyrical revel that had terminated in a fight. Her nose and chin were strident, but her cheeks and mouth were studdily unassuming. Her blue eyes brilliantly and impartially aided both sides of the conflict. Glistening spirals of reddish-brown hair courted her head. Sitting in the parlor of the Star Home, Anita and Carl spoke of a dead woman who had influenced their eyes. It was 2 a.m., and the atmosphere resembled a disillusioned reminiscence, still and heavy. They had talked about this dead woman throughout the evening, welcoming any sound that might surprise her profile into life. When alive, she had been the chanting whirlpool of their existences, and when she died, sound ceased for them. Their voices became mere copies of its past reign. Because I loved her, any common pebble became a chance word concerning her, and flowers were enthusiastic anecdotes of her presence, said Carl. For an hour he had been breaking his love into insatiable variations, one who seduces the fleeting expressions of a past torture. She may have been an august vagabond from another planet, a planet where loitering is a solemn profession, said Anita. Even when she performed a menial task, she awed it with her thoughtful reluctance. Like a fitful gleaner, she crept through bare fields of people, accepting their bits of laughter and refusal. When she met us, she stepped backward, as from a tempting unreality, and knocked against death. Carl sat like a groveling fantasy, weary of attempting to capture a genuine animation but Anita had forced herself into a tormented erectness. The clock struck three. Without a word or glance in each other's direction, they left their chairs, turned out the lights, and ascended the stairway, Carl slightly in advance. They halted at the first landing and faced each other with the uncomplaining helplessness of people suddenly scalded by reality. 
in the morning we will eat oranges from a silver dish and glibly cheat our emotions said karl this deftly impolite proceeding never stops to ask our consent said anita in a voice whose lethargy barely observed a satirical twinkle another word would have been a ridiculous impropriety they started and entered their rooms flower scents filtered through karl's open window like softly dismayed sins and the cool repentance of a summer night gilded into his room upon a pathway of moonlight for a while he sat absent-mindedly burnishing the knives that had divided his evening after he had undressed he fell upon his bed like one hurriedly obliterating an ordeal his consciousness played with a black hood then a crash mastered the room and the door swung open his blanched face paid a spasmodic tribute to the sound and his gray eyes greeted the darkness as though it were an advancing mob with a strange stoicism he waited for a repetition of the sound the moments were sledge-hammers fanning his face with their close passage then his bed weirdly meddled with his body and became a light cradle rocked by some arrogant hand the darkness tingled lifelessly like an electrocuted man karl's waiting began to feel sharply disgraced and his senses planned a revolt he tried to rise to a sitting posture but his body insulted his desire at this point the darkness softened to the disguised struggle of a woman striving to reach him the significance of this cast an impalpable but potent consolation upon the straining of his chained body the rocking of his bed measured a powerfully cryptic welcome and he tried to decipher it with the beat of his heart each of its syllables became the cadence impact of another person against a toughly pliant wall his body demolished its tenseness and pressed a refrain into the swaying bed he decorated the darkness with the crisp flight of his voice perish upon the turmoil of each day and make it inaudible but let the night be our hermitage he cried to a dead woman as though replying the rocking of his bed gradually lessened and the darkness became an opaque farewell he turned to the shaft of moonlight which was tactfully intercepting the floor of his room it had the unobtrusive intensity of a melted chinaman for hours he gave it his eyes and dimly contradicted it with his heart when the dawn made his room aware of its limitations he closed his eyes at the breakfast-table he and anita greeted each other with a worn brevity their eyes found an empty solace in the white tablecloth and their minds felt a bright impotence like beggars idling in the sun for a while the tinkle of their spoons amiably pardoned their constraint but anita finally spoke with the staccato of one who snaps unbearable thongs she came to me last night i heard a sound like a huge menace stumbling over a chair the door opened and the darkness grew as heavy as dead flesh my bed swayed with the precision of a grieving head karl's face broke and gleamed like a soft ground flogged by sudden rain the same things happened to me he said in the voice of a child wrestling with a minor chord they sat heavily disputing each other with their eyes did you lie afterwards censuring the moonlight asked anita karl nodded anita's mother majestically blundered into the room exuberantly substantial 
with the face of a child skilfully rebuked by an elderly masquerade she flattered a chair at the table wasn't that a terrible storm we had last night she babbled the rain kept me awake for hours i'm such a light sleeper you know i do hope you children manage to rest end of story this recording is in the public domain